0: to a Hope 103.2 podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Australia's Invisible History, the podcast where we make the invisible visible. I'm Katrina Rowe, a Sydney-based broadcaster, author, and storyteller. So many of us in Australia don't know our own history. Many of the stories of Australia's heroes, pioneers, and visionaries have been buried. In this podcast, we want to dig up their stories and light up their names, make them visible again, As you hear the stories, we hope you'll be inspired to join in the work of making the invisible visible. Today, we meet Meg Mackay, an adventurous bush nurse who set off on patrol with her husband throughout back Queensland in the 1930s. They camped in their swags, made their dinner over an open fire and traveled wherever they were needed giving injections, pulling teeth and delivering babies were all part of a day's work for Meg.
0: Yep, they shared life as a young married couple. They had a swag, that was their honeymoon suite, if you like, and they took the ute and off they went into the outback serving the people of the outback. And uh, not many people, I think, would take on a task like that covering hundreds and then thousands of miles to remote families, remote places, just out of love for the people and love for God. It's a great story and as you said earlier, she she did it for no payment all those years. She served the people and didn't take a cent.
1: Meg's life can be summed up by the word dedicated. Her parents dedicated her to the work of John Flynn even before she was born.
0: I think he was a Presbyterian minister and uh, he and his wife were so impressed with the vision that John Flynn had. Uh, This was in 1915, I think, pretty early, um, before the planes were even off the ground or there was much substance to the idea. But they, they made this extraordinary decision to dedicate their little unborn baby to the work of the flying doctors, or it wasn't called that then, but the idea anyway. And so when they met John Flynn about a year later when the baby was born, they told him, well, this little girl's been <laughs> dedicated to your work. And they gave the little baby a pound note to give to John Flynn, but she wouldn't let it go. He had to price it out of her hand. But she always told that story forever after. She said, well, I was dedicated from the beginning. And that was really the keynote of her life, dedication.
1: Paul Rowe is the Outback historian. He is a storyteller from the back of Burke who wants to help us understand our shared heritage. Together we're uncovering the stories of some remarkable but not always well-known Australians. Meg Mackay is one of those. She was a bush nurse who went out on patrol with her husband, Fred Mackay. Meg and Fred travelled through some of the most remote parts of Outback Queensland in the 1930s. Meg used her nursing skills wherever she went, delivering babies giving typhoid injections and pulling teeth, but she never accepted any payment for her services. Paul is here. G'day, Paul.
0: G'day, Katrina. She's now, quite a woman, isn't
1: she? <laughs> oh, she's amazing. And, um, yeah, I've spent quite a lot of time researching her life, as you know, and I've, I've met some of her family members and interviewed them. And mm. the amazing thing about Meg's story is the way that it actually starts before she was even born because her parents when they discovered they were pregnant, decided to dedicate their unborn baby to the work of John Flynn's fledgling mission, the Australian Inland Mission, which we've talked about before, the forerunner to the flying doctors. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what happened?
0: Yeah, well, uh, I think he was a Presbyterian minister and uh, he and his wife were so impressed with the vision that John Flynn had. uh, This was in 1915, I think, pretty early, um, before the planes were even off the ground or there was much substance to the idea, but they they made this extraordinary decision to dedicate their little unborn baby to the work of the flying doctors, or it wasn't called that then, but the idea anyway. And so when they met John Flynn about a year later when the baby was born, they told him, well, this little girl's been <laughs> dedicated to your work. And they gave the little baby a, a pound note to give to John Flynn, but she wouldn't let it go. He had to price it out of her hand. But she always told that story forever after. She said, well... I was dedicated from the beginning, and that was really the keynote of her life, dedication.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And and Meg planned to be one of the nurses in those remote cottage hospitals um, that John Flynn set up. But her plans changed a little when she became engaged to this young minister called Fred McKay. His plan was to go off to Scotland and study, but his plans changed, didn't they? Can you tell us about his encounter with John Flynn?
0: I love that story. I remember hearing Fred tell this himself. He was uh, working on the Gold Coast as sort of a a prime sort of calling for a minister to have a nice seaside parish. But he was a young, fit bloke. He was in the, I think he was a lifesaver there as well. And uh, he said he came up the beach one day and there's John Flynn sitting there in his suit with his pipe and uh, sitting down waiting for him. And he sits down beside him and he begins to tell him stories about the inland and about what the needs of the people inland were. And as he's talking, he's sifting sand through his hands. And eventually he said, Fred, you know, the sand out of Birdsville is a lot nicer than this. (laughs) 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 And uh, Fred said that was a life-changing moment for him because somehow or another John Flynn infected him with a vision for what he could do as a, 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 a Christian for the men and women of the inland. When he went back to tell Meg, listen, I've changed course. I'm not going to Edinburgh. I've been called to Birdsville and beyond. Uh, She said, well, that's amazing because my mum and dad dedicated me to the calling of the the Flying Doctor Service and that's where I want to be too. And so they shared another 60 years doing exactly that.
1: It was pretty amazing the way their life's purpose came together and they both had a real conviction that it was meant to be. So Meg and Fred got married and they hit the road. You know, they didn't have a home or anything like that. What was life like for them on patrol?
0: Well, when you say hit the road, that's probably a, a bit exalted title for a lot of the places they had to travel through swamps and sandhills and goodness knows what else. But yep, yeah, they shared life as a young married couple. They had a swag. That was their honeymoon suite, if you like. And uh, they took the ute and off they went into the outback serving the people of the outback. And uh, not many people, I think, would take on a task like that, covering hundreds and then thousands of miles to remote families, remote places just out of love for the people and love for God. And uh, it's a great story. And as you said earlier, she she did it for no payment. All those years she served the people and didn't take a cent.
1: It's interesting. One of the lines she used when she was writing was, punctures and bogs were taken in their stride. And one particular time when she was pregnant She ended up stranded on her own next to a ute for three days while he wandered off uh, to get help. So she certainly (laughs) met some challenges. But also, you know, there was this sense back then that the bush was no place for a woman. How did the girl from Brisbane find acceptance among the men of the outback?
0: Well, it's interesting you say that, Katrina, because that was one of John Flynn's visions. He saw how rough the bush was for women. I mean, but he really wanted to make the, the bush safe for women and children so that development could take place. That was his wider vision. It wasn't just medical, but it was actually an entrepreneurial visionary vision he had for the whole of the Outback. So to sort of make it safe for women was on his heart. So Meg McKay um, really was forwarding that vision of bringing women's care. So she was a godsend to the women in those very lonely places, as you can imagine. And the men eventually, of course, began to welcome her as well. It uh, took a little while to get used to the idea, but she certainly earned her, her way there. Mm.
1: And can you share maybe just one of the stories of someone that Meg helped?
0: Yeah, well, uh, there was one old bloke. Apparently, he was a pretty tough old customer, typical sort of isolated bush. He had a big station and he even ran the preacher off. He told Fred to get off. He pulled a gun on him and told him that if he came back, he'd shoot him. So that's <laughs> the kind of character he was. It was still a little bit wild west out there. And uh, Fred eventually heard that this guy was pretty sick. They found him and he was really, really in bad trouble. He was sick as a dog. The place was run down. So Meg actually nursed him and won a place in his heart. She sort of turned him around. So when that man eventually died, passed away, he decided to give the station uh, to the work of the flying doctors. And uh, Meg, of course, used that money to build a a home for bush children down in Adelaide called Warrawee, uh, where orphaned or uh, injured or uh, sick kids could come down to Adelaide for treatment so she wasn't paid but she was paid in a different way through kindness that she showed to that man.
1: Yeah Meg went on to serve the bush people and she continued her work raising awareness of you know the needs in far flung places but as you said she wasn't ever paid for her work but was she recognised in other ways?
0: Well in a number of ways I think Katrina one of her awards was the the gratefulness of the people of the bush. But eventually she was awarded the Order of Australia Medal, which is sort of the public recognition for all those years of solitary, unnoticed service that she gave to the people of Australia. Mm.
1: All right. Well, thanks for sharing a bit of her story with us today, Paul.
0: Well, it's a remarkable story, a story of dedication. If you're going to pick a word to to describe her, dedication from the day she was born uh, to the day she died, a dedicated woman and a great Australian.
1: Mm. That is the Outback Historian, Dr. Paul Rowe. We've been talking about Meg Mackay, a bush nurse who looked after remote outback folk with the Australian Inland Mission, the forerunner to the Flying Doctors. You can read about Meg in the book Flynn's Outback Angels, Volume 2 by Ivan Rudolph, and you can find Paul Rowe online at theoutbackhistorian.com.au. Thanks for listening to Australia's Invisible History, the podcast where we make the invisible visible. In episode eight, we'll meet Hester Hornbrook, a big-hearted woman who was moved by the plight of kids in poverty in Melbourne. In 1859, at the age of 74, she launched her first ragged school to care for and educate these kids.
0: A lot of these kids were falling between the cracks. Like, a lot of the regular schools charge fees. They couldn't afford it. If they went to school, they were in ragged clothes, so they kind of got shunned. So the churches decided, look, we need to provide a place. Like they were really like pop-up schools. They started right in the slums where the people lived, sometimes even under an archway or in an alleyway or somewhere, and just started there to help the people in situ. And it began with people with a missionary heart who were actually not only getting the kids to school, they were visiting the homes, trying to help the parents and trying to do something for the families.
1: That first school in Collingwood grew to a network of eight schools by the time she died, just three years later in 1862. We'll share that inspiring story in episode eight of Australia's Invisible History. I hope you'll join us. if you've enjoyed this episode of Australia's Invisible Histories, please do subscribe and share among your friends so we can keep telling the stories. Plus, you can find more details and useful links in the show notes.
0: Hope 103.2. Thanks for listening.